Hi folks, welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at FTLcast. Today we're playing Karma by Gareth H. Graham, and for those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. Karma is a narrative story creation game about people surviving in difficult circumstances, where the goal is to tell and partake in amazing stories with your friends. It's part theatre, part storytelling, and part role-playing game. Unlike traditional role-playing games, Karma focuses on collaborative storytelling rather than having one player function as the game master. In Karma, everyone will contribute equally to the telling of the story by acting out scenes and role-playing them with the other players. There is also no winner or loser in Karma. The prize is an amazing, dramatic story that you and your friends will remember for a long time to come. I'm Jade and you can find me at JadeOxfordRose on Twitter and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today we have... My name is Mab. You can find me on Twitter at LittleLadyMab, and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, I'm Dora. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, and my pronouns are they, them. Our lines, things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, attacks by dogs, and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, steamy situations and graphic depictions and descriptions apparently no it's graphic descriptions of bodily harm either both one of them accurate. both, both of them were now. both kind of yeah <laughs> such similar words but now we've got all that uh let's get started to go for the haunting playset of uh, that comes with the car there's a there's a whole bunch of different scenarios but being the drama gremlins that we are we are like let's go for the haunted house because why wouldn't you and uh, within the haunting uh, scenario and there's a good little description actually that I will read the mansion stood foreboding and ominous under the light of the full moon as the car approached. The rumours have been around for as long as anyone can remember, and now, on this dark night, the players are about to find out if the Hindley mansion is haunted after all. I'm sure I, we'd insert some dramatic thunderclap foley work here, but we don't have the budget. So... <laughs> <laughs> that stuff costs money, y'all. Uh... But uh, there were a couple of different like character sets that you could pick from. There was like a family uh, there, you know, get that good shining vibe going on. And for the really advanced players, you could have a couple of living people and a couple of ghosts. Uh, but we decided to go for the uh, crew of a ghost TV show. 
Because yes. Ghost facers. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, so we picked the uh, the TV crew. So now uh, we've already picked our characters that they offered. So I figure if everyone we just introduce who we are and then we can talk about our relationships. Um, so I'll be playing uh, Davy Jane. You might remember him as Space Hamlet from Fiasco. Um, he is taking on the role of the host, pronouns he, him. Early 20s, decent build, if not a little more on the willowy side. He's got a strong jaw, a charming smile, and tan skin and close-cut hair. Um, I've decided on uh, Reese King for a nice face claim for him. Always very well-dressed, um, and it's not all terribly clear if he's, like, you know, all there up in the head, but he does his best. He does his best. He really um, does. His, he really he's does. He's a good boy. He's a he's good, a good, boy. good boy. Um, his virtue is that he is generous, and his vice is that he's boastful. Um, I'm playing Marius Favors, um, and uh, they're taking on the role of the historian, um, and their pronouns are they, them. Their description is uh, long hair, always in a braid, short, willowy, early 30s, uh, long sleeves and turtlenecks in neutral colors no matter what the weather. Um, they worked very hard for their history slash folklore degree. Also, uh, they're very into the occult, but from the perspective of an academic. Their virtue is that they're measured and their vice is that they're selfish. And I am bringing back... The apparently much beloved Kari Valon, uh, <laughs> who you remember from uh, Fiasco, also, uh, who is the camera person and sound recorder. It's a very small operation they have here, so I decided to combine the both together. Uh, he, they pronouns. Uh, he's also sort of in his early thirties, five six, someone who lifts and enjoys a burger. Uh, brown skin, long eyelashes, an easy smile wears his hair in tight fade on the sides with the uh, curls on the top that are quite tight but sort of getting on the longer sides they sort of hang forward dressed in very practical cargo pants with an equally practical sleeveless turtleneck crop top and bomber jacket and uh, statement earrings and the earrings I'm imagining are the ones that Tessa Thompson has and sorry to bother you so murder 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 kill 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 because I am in awe of those earrings <laughs> Uh, his virtue is kind and his vice is stubborn. And uh, as well as the roles, there was a list of uh, characteristics you could give your relationships with the other characters. Uh, if we want to rattle through what everyone decided for those. So Davy's relationship with Kari is respectful. Um, they've got a bit of a history, but, you know, Car uh, Davy does look up to him. And with Marius, he's... He's friendly with Marius. Is Marius friendly back with him? Yeah! Sure! <laughs> sure! Sure! Oh, it's good. They're not mean, which is the important thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> Don't be mean to Davy! <laughs> One, okay. he pays your salary. Two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, there is no two. There is no two. <laughs> so, um, so uh, speaking of uh, Marius, Marius's relationship with Davy is reluctantly cordial. Um, Marius <laughs> does not tolerate most people very well, but they understand that, you know, 
Davy pays the paycheck, and also Davy's the face of the show. Um, so it's not friendly, but it's not, well, I'm not saying it's not mean because Marius is Marius, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, they try to, to, to minimize the damage, um, and their relationship with Kari is lustful. Um, Marius has probably had a crush on Kari for a while, but, um, is super quiet about it because, uh, that's not related to their work and so obviously they've got to stay professional right right of course Justin, who doesn't have a crush on kari i know right <laughs> <laughs> um and speaking of kari uh their relationships uh with davy it's friendly i think um because obviously it's not quite the same kind of relationship that davy and kari had in fiasco uh but there's still that sort of familiarity there i've defined it as friendly i think kari's known davy for years and when dave was like i want to do a show like buzzfeed unsolved but you know more me <laughs> you know how to operate a camera right kari and kari's like um yeah sure because the thought of Dave, the, the thought of Davy breaking into haunted places by himself is a terrifying notion. Please, uh, I do not break in. The doors sure. are open. Oh, okay, there. my mistake. And Someone um, else does the breaking and entering. <laughs> that's also what Kari is here for. <laughs> um, and the relationship I picked for Marius is also lustful because mutual pining is... Look, we have the unofficial show motto of always be on your bullshit. So... Um... Unofficial? Well, I don't know. Is I it on our merchandise? On our tum- <laughs> it's on our Tumblr. It, wouldn't, it would be on the Twitter, but there's a character limit to the profile uh, description. Okay. The official <laughs> motto, my apologies, uh, of always be on our bullshit. And I think... Kari respects the, the professional setting. Also, Marius is this sort of quiet person, so he doesn't want to push boundaries. He has assumed that the feelings would be unrequited anyway. So I was quite happy just sort of appreciating the slightly fussy, very smart historian expert they have. So, and looks from afar and goes, oh, they're pretty to himself quite a lot. <laughs> so cameras on the ghost please Kari yeah. not on the moody man moody person <laughs> in the corner oh, so uh, with that done there. Uh, what's really cool about karma is that every uh, playset comes with a set of world building questions that you sort of answer around the table so you get to flavour the world how you want so um, and there's a set of eight questions so if we start with Mab, if you want to answer the first one. Um, oh, I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> well, that's okay. We did say we'd wait till we were, quote, at yeah. the table. Yeah. So, um, Let's see. Some rumors that our group has heard about Henley Mansion. Um, I am fond of the idea of, like, I guess 
um, I don't know what we're calling it in, in this sort of uh, setting or this sort of world, but um, like in Lockwood and Co, they use ectoplasmic activity is like mm. the term for like what the ghosts use. So I kind of like the idea of there being like ghostly fires breaking out in the kitchen and, Ooh. you know, not necessarily like um, things moving around in a poltergeist sort of style, but like um, I watched so many like you know, I've watched, um, what is it? Oh, it's some, I forgot the name of the anime, but I've watched it so many times, and there's always, like, you turn off the lights, and then you come back in five minutes, and suddenly all the furniture is upside down, and oh no! Ah! But it's just like, yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, like, it's, like, really weird things, and it won't happen while you're there watching it, but it, like, you turn around, you turn back, and suddenly it's different. I love it. Cool. I was going to say, are there any specific kind of stories, do we think? Like, to expand on the question, like, somebody was murdered here, or the whole family were found dead in their beds, or, like, the the staff came up to the house and found that the beds had been slept with, but the whole family had disappeared. Like, the Mary Celeste, but, you know, in a yeah, house. Yeah, um, <laughs> I kind of also like the idea... Um, do you... I don't know how up-to-date any of you are on Welcome to Night Vale, but there was the story of, like, that old house, and then um, there was, like, a family that was in there, and there was, like, a hole in the wall of the nursery, and then, like, Ooh. the wife just disappeared one day, and then the children disappeared one day, and the husband's just there looking at this hole in the wall. So, um, I kind of like the idea of just, like, one by one the family started disappearing but it was also a really weird strange house that no one wanted to go investigate and like after each of the family members started disappearing some new phenomena started picking up and so they're like oh well when the wife disappeared then the fires in the kitchen started but she didn't Ooh. die of a fire in the kitchen so no one really knows and when that. the the two like the the older brother and the younger sister disappeared like then the furniture in the playroom and in the living room started doing all these weird things, so on and so forth. I dig that a lot. So this was the Hindleys, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, next question, Dora? Yeah, um, the next question is, what is haunting the Hindley mansion? Is it one thing or many? And um, I think, based on the stories... It seems like there's probably just one one sort of force that's haunting, but since it's it's consumed the family, it seems like maybe they're they're like Ooh. the sub hauntings. Ooh, I like that. I like the word consumed. Yeah. Also like the the force how it manifests is affected by the people that have been consumed by it. Yeah, and I think that since I'm looking at it from Marius's perspective, I think that um, maybe they've looked at it and tried to find out if there's some sort of local fol folklore that might account for this, like if there's some sort of local cryptid or beastie that might be associated with this. Um, and I think that that's something that would be fun to, as we play, mm -hmm. figure out if yeah. that's the case. Uh, riffing on that, the next question is, how did it get here? And like riffing on that, I like the notion that maybe Mr. Hindley was deep into 
maybe mm. cryptids and like was obsessed with things like that and uh maybe found a book on summoning or oh, stuff geez. like that Cthulhu. maybe maybe but i think it was invited because yeah i love that <laughs> i gotta say writing hindley is very weird because there was a really horrible serial killer in the uk called myra hindley like x number of years ago which possibly the writer of karma did not know so well you know the the writer of karma i think is in the uk so it's oh then in... it was probably intentional then yeah <laughs> yeah if you look at some of the spellings and you you watch the videos uh i think i think he's in england so oh well well i read the book and just go oh this is spelt normally it didn't occur to me that it was, <laughs> it was by an english person <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, good. Someone with proper spelling for once. Oh, look, there's use where there should be use. Excellent. Okay, so what does this force want, Mab? Um, I don't... I think coming at it then from, like, Davy's perspective is that it doesn't necessarily... It doesn't want to go and wreak massive havoc. I think it likes having a house. You know, as many people our age would just like to have a house just get out of my house and leave me alone once once a cozy fireplace once in a while maybe have does its it... friends over hmm. does it seek company is that why it consumed I, yeah I, I definitely think it seeks company and it's not like it's not doing things to scare people out it does things to keep people in oh i hate it that's great. <laughs> That's great. I hate it. <laughs> I'm just writing it. It doesn't want people to leave. It wants them to stay. It just wants friends. Okay. So Dora, to that end, is it dangerous or violent? Um, I think that yes, it is. Uh, because it, if you're in there, you run the risk of being consumed yourself and. Also, some of the things that it does, it doesn't have a complete understanding of, of humans, and so it does things that it thinks are good or appealing that turn out to be dangerous or, or um, harmful to the humans that it's doing it to. Oh god, it's like some kind of animal or baby or baby animal. Oh god, it hurts <laughs> so good. It wants a place to live and it wants people to play with. This is getting sadder already and we haven't got out of world building. We're doing good. We're doing good. Okay, how does it communicate? Hmm. How much um how 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 good do we want to go? I'd like I genuinely like bullshit. whispers. Be on your bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> whispers. Different people hear different voices. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> oh, that's so good. It uses the voice that it thinks will appeal most to the person it's talking to. Oh no, oh. you just set Davy up for failure. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, do we want to have bullshit words appearing on walls and in mirrors and on glass? Uh, yeah. Yes. I'm cool. here. I'm here for that. Okay. Words appearing on any and all surfaces in the dust in the dust scratched in anything goes 
you know whatever's most upsetting at the moment you know yes <laughs> okay Mab is there a way to get rid of it um I think um one of I don't necessarily know if there's a lingering portal somewhere that it came through because that seems a little cliche than it does like being on bullshit um so like I don't I don't I mean we can say there is no way to get rid of it you know yeah like I don't I don't necessarily know unless it's like you know asking it to leave type of thing is probably what the first yeah. option would be but I don't think it would until it's yeah. satisfied or until it yeah. finds something better I mean we the characters don't need to know that this this oh, is yeah. the fun we're in our over we are gods of the world at this point before the world proceeds to screw us over mm-hmm. so because <laughs> it doesn't want to leave it wants people to stay so which is the fun part do we have a definitive answer or should we go with oh yeah i definitely i think the the only way is to like give it a better option somewhere else oh i like that give it a better option to that end dora will it ever stop no i think that it's here to stay on our plane of existence and so um yeah okay. giving it a better option is just passing the buck to somewhere else Cool. Great and good. <laughs> hey, our job isn't to get rid of this. Our job is to film a good TV show slash yeah, YouTube like, show. We aren't exorcists. Like, that's not <laughs> our remit. God, no, we didn't sign up for that version of the story. Nope. So, um, there's also character questions that we uh, figure we'll rattle through just to inform. We've, I know we can all see them, but for the sake of our listening audience uh yeah not quite part of world building but character building so if we want to rattle through those i figure like each of us go through all of the questions rather than or do we want to do the question and then all of us answer it and then go to the next question i think doing the question and then all of us answer it and then going to the next question will probably be the easiest okay. way cool so the the first question then is what are you afraid of um, for Davy, uh, that perhaps none of this is real, that I have been left alone, and which upon that revelation, the others will leave as well. Oh, baby! <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Marius? Um, I'm afraid of being stripped of my academic accomplishments, of being forgotten, and of spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kari uh, is afraid of people getting hurt while he's in charge slash on his watch. He is scared of enclosed spaces and of being alone. Um, next question is, do any of the others know about your fears? I'm paraphrasing slightly as we're rattling through these as a group yeah. and chatting them through. <laughs> um, Kari might suspect, but I don't think anyone else has a clue. I mean, anyone else now is just one person. No, Marius is too self-absorbed to notice. I think Kari would know. Or have an idea, like you say, have an idea. Uh, oh. Marius? Um, after an unfortunate incident filming in a different location, even the viewers know of my aversion to spiders. <laughs> That's such a good answer. Oh my god. 
uh, and for Kari, the others know that he's protective and sort of worries about them, but they don't know about the rest. Uh, the next question is, do you believe the rumours about the Hindley Mansion? Well, I've made a habit of believing the unbelievable, so yes, I think there's some truth behind them. Um, I fervently hope they're true. Eh, not really, but it makes for a good story. Uh, next question, why are you here? Well, someone has to be the one to look and to listen, and I guess fund the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm here to further my research. And Kari is here because it's his job. Also, there is no way in hell that Davy is being left unsupervised. <laughs> <laughs> so, Poor child. Uh, he's just a sweet, sweet, dramatic baby. I love him. He's a good. Uh, the next question. Are you happy to be here? I don't like the circumstances that drove me to this, but I quite enjoy the team we have and the sense of adventure each night brings. I like it. I don't know if happy is the right word for it, but I like it. Um, I'm happy in as much as anyone can be happy to be working with the individuals I work with. Wow. I'm a goddamn delight, excuse you. Thanks. <laughs> wow, cheers. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, and for Kari uh, it's actually the first time in a while he's liked his job and uh, yeah there might be better ways to spend the night uh, not complaining uh, ooh, uh, have you had any supernatural experiences before? a few times which is why I'm inclined to pursue this contrary to what others say it's not idle curiosity and it's not me just being a dumb child Oh, baby. baby. <laughs> we are all so inordinately fond of Davy. Yes. No, it's it's ordinately fond. It's the appropriate oh. amount. Okay. Um, uh, yes, uh, I've had supernatural experiences before as part of my involvement with the show. Um, and for Akari, 99% uh, that they saw a ghost once. Someone they knew watching them and there are days that uh, he's convinced there's a presence with him but he doesn't talk about it oh do you believe in life after death you know nice easy softball question mm -hmm. well i have to because if not then what else is there um yes otherwise there would be no point in researching ghosts and the supernatural it's complicated uh, heaven and hell? No. Souls? Uh, yes. And they have to go somewhere. Energy doesn't disappear. That's science. That's science. Uh, are you superstitious? And why? Or why? We got the answer. Um, do I believe in old wives' tales? Not terribly. Do I believe in ghosts and haunts? Certainly. I don't throw salt over my shoulder to catch the devil in the eye or leave out a bowl of milk for Faye, but again, I believe in the unbelievable. At least ones that I have been given reason to believe in. No, I believe that the supernatural can be quantified and explained with enough study. 
I grew up in a religious family with a very superstitious grandmother and the whole thing is just kind of yeah, really it's sort of like ah, you need to do that okay yeah grand got it <laughs> thanks uh, that said uh, yes throw salt over the shoulder uh, yes knock on wood but it's habit more than any kind of ingrained belief it's just the thing that you do uh, and the last question have you recently experienced a tragedy not too recently no it was several years ago now um other than ter terrible experiences during filming no <laughs> um not recently a couple of years ago when in the military there was an incident that resulted in the death of a couple of squad mates and is why kari is no longer in the military so yeah that is all of the questions so i guess we dive right in um the first thing we have to do is uh, everyone's got an opportunity to frame and direct an opening scene. Um, do we want to go over like the rules of play before we go dive straight in? Talk a little bit about a couple of the game mechanics? Yes. Okay. There's an opening scene that we all get to direct. Um, and there, that's the only time where there is no complication and no complication role. They come into scenes later. Um, basically every scene has to have a complication one of the people not involved in the scene that'll be interesting if we decide to do a scene with all three of us I guess it'll just be whoever's not leading the scene uh, it just has to be one of those people suggest a complication and the person whose scene it is will then uh, make a complication role um, and let me I am quick. the active player uh, when given a complication makes a complication role to determine if the outcome is positive or negative for their character uh, all complications need two potential outcomes so I think the person suggesting the complication says okay if it goes your way this happens if it doesn't this happens um, to achieve the positive outcome you have to roll a result of seven plus on your complication role a result of six or less means things go badly for your character uh, before you roll I think you roll 2d6 just for the complication roll and yeah. then you can yeah sorry all my apologies all complication rolls start with two positive and then the active player can add a single positive or negative pool by moving the token on their karma pool track we've all got that you start with three positive and two negative or vice versa where's the where's the dog three, three. positive two negative yeah. What, what I really like, and like, obviously, if you want the scene to go well, you can add a positive and then you move your slider along so you have less positive dice. Or if you quite like the idea of leaning into drama, I'm sure none of us will ever do that. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, then you slide uh, to the left in the karma pool. I think this is a really cool mechanic because it's like you can set yourself up for shit to go badly in the present and it pays off for you later. Like, the notion of choice is now, like, obviously karma, having an impact on the final result is really fun. So, yeah, um, you make the calm, you make your complication roll, and that's, that's how it goes. And then after everyone's done their five, everyone has five scenes, and they say, like, scenes should be between two and five minutes. We'll see how that goes. We've got a while to play today. We'll be fine. There's only three of us. Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah, but once you've done all five scenes, then you do a final karma roll. 
and that will determine how your finale goes. So I will find that when it comes to doing the final role and we'll describe if overall it's a good ending or a bad ending for your character. Um, that's basically it for the mechanics. So should we start doing some scenes? We should definitely start doing some scenes. Let's do it! Do it, do it, do it! You gotta do it! It starts with you, Mab. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's good. It's very good. about that minor detail that I was in the front. Um, so we're doing opening scenes, right? We're setting up, going to the house, I take yeah. it. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, it could be like even before we get to that. So I just assume that once we start doing scenes, we're in the mansion. So, like, we can sense. take a, the opening scenes, I suppose, could be quite broad if you wanted to, or they could be super specific. Like, it's just there's no complication role. So it can be like, right. a, it could be a solo scene, it could be a conversation, it could be like pure narration. Like, however um, you like. Yeah, I think it'll probably be uh, vaguely, mostly pure narration. Um, just a world of pure narration. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I think it is, um, I don't know necessarily that they have a full on office so much as it is maybe some kind of like attached unit to like Davy's place or something like that, just because, um, you know, makes it easier it's all right there in one tight little package but anyway so you know they're hanging out in the quote-unquote office of sorts um and it's just uh at least the like the image of um davies receiving the information uh for this new case um and sending out kind of like a little information packet to both kari and marius going, wow, let's check this out. This sounds like a totally cool new scoop. It's going to be, you know, it's a little ways away. So, you know, arranging, making sure you're arranging for flight plans and we'll get a rental car and just kind of making all these like travel arrangements. But, um, you know, basically setting up the job to start with. Um, and I don't think anyone sends it to to him unless it's like one of those comments on their YouTube videos going, hey, you guys should check out this place next. Why don't you check out this and this? So that when it comes down to the, um, the hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this new episode. A lot of you made the comment and it's just all those screenshots of all the YouTube comments popping up going, go visit Hindley Mansion. You guys should check out Hindley Mansion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As all the comments come up on yeah. the screen. <laughs> exactly like that. Um, and so we decided that we're going to go check it out. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, by and large, I don't think this is anything more than Davy's got a lot of money. So he gets to fund his, um, his weird hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, he could have worse weird hobbies. Let's be real. Ghost hunting is mild compared to a lot of other things that Mm. this boy could do. Um, And so, you know, um, they get, you know, uh, 
he he doesn't have anything that he has to rearrange, but it's just like, all right, Kari, Marius, make sure you guys are free on these days. Here's your flight arrangements. So we'll see you guys at the airport. And he's filming like a little outro or like a little intro for the, the segment going, all right, well, we're going to go take off and we'll post, we'll keep you guys updated. Uh, all of our followers, thanks. We'll see you guys soon from the mansion. All right. Hit Woo. that subscribe button. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button. Oh no, he's turning into gig. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. Oh no. I'm sorry. Oh no. Um, we respect we respect the IP of others. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't say hit that subscribe. No, he does. I mean, he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's what's shaken. I think it's there just kind of like that sort of like opening sequence of getting into the world and into the setting that we're in. Bad. Bad. I think for Marius, it's a similar scene of sort of like a flurry of going through research and being being kind of flustered about it. You know, why couldn't we have gotten a little more warning? I'm going to have to, you know, be pulling an all-nighter to put together the, the historical aspect. There's, you know... So there's there's a bunch of like going to the library, looking through, uh, what's it called? Is it is it microfiche? You know, uh -huh. looking through the newspapers. You know, in the in the the back of the library, looking for incidents about the Henley Mansion, and just you know being uh, being generally, um, I don't want to say frustrated because Marius j does genuinely enjoy like doing the research, but being. Uh, at least putting on airs of being frustrated because of the the tight time frame and then you know having to to fly you know maybe flying doesn't really agree with them that much but uh Aww. they do the they do the work and uh by the by the time that the car's pulling up to the Hindley mansion they've got everything prepared that they need prepared to do like their portion of the intro which is the you know the brief summary of uh what we know up to this point um i think kari's after all that is much more relaxed than the the scenes we see with davy and marius and it's just sort of like a montage of him putting or not even putting a bag together like there's a grab bag like he's used <laughs> to davy pulling this move it's just like we need to go tomorrow I should, uh, all right cool uh packing up getting on the plane all that i think what you do see is him going to like the groundskeeper's house on the edge of the property or visiting like a lawyer's office uh, whoever owns the property now you see him going to talk to them to get the keys like doing you know the part that makes sure that they don't get arrested for going onto <laughs> property they shouldn't be on <laughs> and you uh you see Kari having the conversation with this guy, uh, this uptight lawyer type, uh, and being given the keys and asking if uh, it's possible to get somebody to come with them, like just to show them around, just like, and the lawyer just like, no fucking way, I'm not paid enough to go up there. And Kari's like, well, you actually believe in this? And he's just like, mm, and just gives him the keys. And Kari, like, says thank you, heads out, and you just see the lawyer uh, saying, be careful up there. And Kari's like, there's like this little two-finger salute, 
and walks out and the camera cuts straight away to uh like it's one of those fun smash cuts which is the office door shutting and then the car door opening and uh in getting out getting the big bag with the camera and the sound equipment and uh like getting the cell phone out to check and of course there is no signal i wanted to establish from the get-go <laughs> no oh, cell service so and just like giving the nod to everybody else it's like okay oh yeah no you see uh see like getting the camera set up to film marius's bit and they're just sort of like shrugging the uh the camera down you see the abs well no the stomach there's a soft stomach there but there's definitely some flexing because this camera is heavy but you know <laughs> he's a professional with his murder 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 kill 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 earrings and his very functional combat trousers and combat crop top a combat you know. crop top combat crop it. top <laughs> <laughs> say that 10 times fast <laughs> and uh yeah the three of them heading inside I think he's also got instructions on how to turn on the fuse box for the for the place where it has been like retrofitted with electrics. How well said electrics are gonna work. But I think maybe the first scene is like the electrics getting flipped on and like lights flickering on in like one of those big like in Casper because I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the big open like entry hall and like Kari disappears to go put the like hit the fuses and then like lights sort of like. Poof, in this opening in this big good, good open hall yeah. thank you and uh yeah the uh the uh, the hall the, the the greeting hall of Himley manor is now flooded with some kind of like yellowy light and that's sort of where we kick off all right so i guess very a very nice i guess next scene to move right into is um, setting up a home base and going around. I've I've literally like read too much Lockwood and watched too much Ghost Hunt where it's like, <laughs> alright, they're gonna set up their base and then they're gonna go around take readings during the day and um, uh, I, I think like Davey has his own like little personal camera. Like I don't know, I don't, he doesn't use his cell phone but he's got a very nice little like camera that he can use to do like mm-hmm. front-facing shots for himself and um as he goes around it just kind of like sets up everything um but i think um a very nice like little first scene would be with uh davy and marius where davy's just like all right well why don't you tell us what sort of research you found uh on the place i know i didn't give you very much time but i know your skills and i know you've got a packet just waiting for us so all right bring it on. They're like set up in the kitchen or something like that, where there's a nice big table and nice lighting from the outside, as well as like the electric lights set up. Um, and, um, you know, Kari will probably be off somewhere else setting up cameras here and there, but um, uh, I've set up the camera in here for you two. And thanks. just like, perfect. And Marius, uh, kind of like puts uh, puts their hand together and takes a deep breath and uh, starts rattling off um, for the listener's sake I'm not going to go into everything but just starts rattling off a lot of the stuff from the the questions that we already answered at the top uh, you know about how the family disappeared one by one and uh, about uh, Mr. Hentley's uh, particular interest in the occult and how uh, some of the local uh, folks believe that 
this is what's caused the haunting, and uh, this is what we're here to discover the truth of. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, so they brought up, um, I was about to say Mr. Marius, I'm sorry, Marius, <laughs> you're not the one haunting the house. <laughs> Are they Dr. Favors? Oh Professor my Favors? gosh, I think, I think maybe, um, maybe Dr. Favors. Dr. That's oh so gosh. good. <laughs> All right. So, Dr. Favors, tell us a little bit more about this history of Mr. Hindley. You know, was there anything that you were able to find on why he started these occult dealings in the first place? And you guys can't see the motions that I'm doing, thank goodness. But it's a very weird, like, woogly woogly woo sort of motion. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can picture it quite vividly. <laughs> yes. And the arms. The arms. The arms are going. Yes. That's okay. Mm. I've got my hands clasped together the way that, that Marius would have their hands clasped together. And uh, no, I'm... Unfortunately, that is not a matter of public record. Although I did find some very interesting bills of sale uh, for some of the books that... Uh, uh, Mr. Hindley was interested in, and one of them did look a little odd. It was, uh, it's a book that I've seen in my research before. Um, it was not considered, uh, to be, uh, particularly favorable. It, it involved some live sacrifices, um, the few copies that remain in circulation um, are very difficult to get a hold of, and unfortunately I was not able to be one of the lucky few to lay hands on it, but I have heard uh, some of the research around the book and how some of the research has gone poorly. I'd like to introduce the complication. Okay. Uh... The big, you said you were in the kitchen, mm -hmm. the big stove against one wall starts a clicking sound. I was supposed to say, oh no, I forgot that the kitchen is also haunted. <laughs> oh my uh, this, this, this clicking sound starts to happen. If you roll positively, uh, you get your camera out in time or you're able to take the camera and point it towards the uh, towards the stove as some of these sort of spectral flames sort of leap up from it and start licking against the wall and you have the evidence if it goes negatively you go over to check what it is and you are going to get burned not severely maybe we're talking like camping stove kind of like maybe lose part of one eyebrow kind of thing <laughs> not my minor eyebrow. burn on one hat not your beautiful brows yes <laughs> your beautiful brows no they're well, so perfect i got them done right before this akari has a makeup kit it'll be fine oh, thank you but uh yeah you'll get like a minor burn and you won't have any footage of it oh okay uh so i just roll 2d6 unless you want to add a positive or add a negative wait do i start on positive two negative three or positive three no you two? roll two positive dice you oh. can choose to add a negative and then deduct that from what you get or a third positive okay so no it's fine 
So are you adding another dice, or are you just rolling two? I'm just going to roll two and see what happens. Might as well. Roll, roll their bones. Roll, no, I don't want to roll my bones. Roll them bones. Oh, I just... Oh. I rolled bones. So you get the negative consequence. Oh, so you no. Get to, you, get, you have narrative control. I just said what was going to happen. Yeah. You get to describe how it happens. Fixing my hair. Um, so, yeah. So, um, Davy's sitting, sitting across the table from Marius and sort of getting them to try and talk a little bit more about the book. You know, asking, I was going to say probing questions, but we never know. Um, and uh, just, you know, sort of getting a feel, getting, getting good content for that intro episode. And then um, the clicking starts going off and he stops immediately and just sort of like turns and looks at the stove and a little bit curious and goes, well, I guess some of the, the, the things aren't all set up nice and smooth the way they were used to be, huh? So Davy gets up to go and investigate, starts fiddling with one of the knobs and um you know very bad idea don't do that if your stove starts clicking um and yeah like some of the ectoplasmic fire just kind of like just jump that was lovely and it happened right as i did the hand motion too <laughs> as if you knew <laughs> um and... i did know you... oh god oh god <laughs> Haunting of hey, my no. apartment. Um, so, <laughs> um, and Davy just like yelps and stumbles backwards and like hits the chair uh, from the backside of the table and like stumbles over it and it, like he's like holding his hand and it's just ow, 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 fuck! What was that? Did you see that, Marius? Did you see that? Alice really hurts. Ooh. Oh, I definitely saw that. And Marius uh, sort of sidles toward the refrigerator to see if there's any sort of ice pack or ice or anything in there. Um, unfortunately, there's not because, you know, the mansion's been abandoned for a while. But at least the tap works. So, you know, yes. Davy can just... stick stick his hand under the cold tap. I'm just going to stay here for a little bit. This is fine. Did, did we get any of that? Oh, God, the camera's facing in the wrong direction. Cool. I got injured for nothing. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> I don't... Is, that, is that same? <laughs> <laughs> I think Marius is one final parting shot. Oh, yeah. Marius just, like, is kind of leaning away and then awkwardly patting Davy's shoulder. Bless. So kind. That's <laughs> Poor Davy. Poor Davy. Uh, so it's my scene next. Um, mm -hmm. I think... Shoot. I think maybe uh, Marius has gone off on their own uh, to investigate like the library specifically. Um, because, yeah, they've got the bill of sale, but that's different entirely from actually looking at the the library and seeing the the books for themselves and you know seeing the things that maybe got traded for and bartered for and so the shot is is marius just sort of you know looking up at the shelves and in kind of a quiet awe as they run their hands over the spines of some of the books and um 
you know, they come to a couple of very odd books that are bound, uh, you know, I don't want to be too cliche and be like, they're bound in human skin, but, you know, maybe they're bound in things that are, you know, kind of odd, like snake skin or, you know, other animals, like, that have, like, distinctive feels to their hides. And so they start, like, pulling some of those books off the shelves and maybe thumbing through them a little bit as they're, they're jotting stuff down with, like, a little tiny notepad that they have in, you know, one pocket. Um, and this is stuff that, you know, it's not on camera. It's stuff that, you know, they're going to bring to, you know, when you do that, you know, office-style cutaway where it's an individual talking to the camera, to the audience directly. And so I think that's where Marius is at at the moment, if anybody wants to introduce a complication. Uh, to that order, because uh, I forgot to say when we were rattling through the rules, uh, if you introduce the complication in one scene, you can't be the person to introduce it in the next, which I think is a way it's not just one person consistently yeah. trolling <laughs> the other players, <laughs> which, you know, is fun. It's fair, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but Mab, you could just come up with it now. Um, uh... Yeah, so um, I was going to say, you find, like, are you, you're just kind of looking at the spines of them right now. And, um, if you pull them down, um, if it goes well for you, uh, books are in fairly nice, pristine condition, and you can read them. They're, like, in a language you know, um, as opposed to being some archaic, strange form of what undead language nobody knows except for really strange occultists. You're a strange occultist, not a really strange one. (laughs) Um, and um, an important but subtle distinction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you're not running around wearing robes and sacrificing humans and making books in human flesh, so you're fine. You're fine. Yet. Uh, oh God. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how no. let, let's let's see how this goes. You yeah. Know? Um, if it goes poorly, you decide to go kill. Some- no, I'm just kidding. Um, and uh, so if it goes poorly, like the books are in like super poor condition, and they're like the pages are crumbling as you turn them, and they are in a strange esoteric language that you might have to take a few days to parse out, or you know, way too long to make any use of them. But by and large, like, the books start falling apart in your hands. Is it because they're old and dusty, or is it because you're not worthy? Ooh. Ooh. I, I dig it. I dig it. All right. Um, Roll them bones. Are you going to take a positive or a negative die? I think I'm going to take a negative die, because Ooh. I have something I have something in, in mind if this goes poorly. Um so I'm going to roll 2d6 minus 1d6. Um, I'm just, while you do that, I'm making a note on everyone's karma pool in our G-Doc uh, to see where they are on their slider. So once you like take a die, make sure to slide it over. Will do. So you took a negative die, so you've gone up to there. Got yep. Alright. Oh, and it did go poorly. Um, I rolled huh. a 3 and a 4 <laughs> minus a 2. <laughs> Uh, for a total of five. So I think what happens then is Marius pulls down some of the books and uh, one of them, you know, kind of like crumbles in their hand. Even though it seemed solid at first, it just like dissolves into dust. And then uh, they pull down another one and notice that it's in some sort of esoteric language. 
And, um, yeah, there's the part of them that understands that this is going to take a long time to decipher, longer than, uh, would necessarily be possible for the show, but there's just this sort of draw to the book, and they're just, like, they can't tear their eyes away, and, uh, I think it's several hours before they return to Mm. the base, you know, the base camp, and they look really tired like more tired than than a trip to the library for a couple of hours should have been so i think and that's uh unless davy or uh kari have a reaction i think that scene um i think kari looks concerned and um starts making them a coffee or tea are they a tea drinker oh gosh yes (laughs) <laughs> okay, like their little base camp has got like a little like camping stove, oh, yeah. um, because by this point, Kari has heard about what happened in the kitchen. And Dave says, "Don't use it. that stove; it's haunted." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sort of starts making them a cup of tea. Thank you. And yeah, I think that scene. Okay. Um, hmm, what do I want to do? I think this is sort of happening concurrently with. Uh, the the scene of Marius by themselves in the library, and it's uh, Kari treating the burn on Davy's hand and fixing his eyebrows, <laughs> <laughs> like makeup and first aid. The eyebrows first. Eyebrows first. Davy, can I please treat the burn on your hand? As long your as I eyebrow- keep it stuck in this bowl of water, I'll be fine. This moment I take it out of the bowl of water that it starts hurting. So, you know, let's leave it in here as long as possible, right? That's how this works, right? Sure. Makeup bag. Russell, Russell, Russell starts, like, filling in the missing half of an eyebrow. <laughs> oh. Honestly, it was quite impressive if it didn't hurt so much. Well, that's the thing about fire. You know, it's quite cool. It's a phenomena but you don't want why did you even go over to the stove it wasn't real fire it's ghost fire i can't help but and the burn on your hand is incredibly real so yes and so was my missing eyebrow which i am fixing for you (laughs) i would like to introduce a complication and um i think what happens now is davy poor poor davy starts to hear some whispers and I think that if you roll positively you kind of ignore the whispers because your hand is already hurting but if you roll negatively then you start to hear uh, somebody from your past um, who was involved in the tragedy that you mentioned in your character questions uh, calling your name this Dig it. Kari rolling or me rolling? I was gonna say. Oh, I think... shoot! No, it's so. But I like, like Kari. No, please I li- roll for uh, me. Yes. I like, but I like the compli- I, I think as long as we end up with the same amount of complication rolls happening to everybody, I think it's all right. Yeah. Because like otherwise, it's always going to be me introducing the complication for yeah. Mab. Otherwise, so I think it as long as like across the five rounds, everybody's done five complication rolls mm-hmm. then no, the amount uh, of... let me uh let me revise that because Kari also mentioned the uh the tragedy so oh, we can yeah. we can replace Davy's 
uh, we can replace Davy's name with Kari's and have it be a, a similar, you know, a similar outcome. So, uh, yeah, I... Can you go over the outcomes again, Dora? The positive uh, and the negative. So if you roll positively, you kind of ignore the whispers, like maybe write it off as just like something, you know, in the walls or, you know, some noise in the house. Um, and if you roll negatively, you start hearing somebody from your past calling your name. Ooh. Hmm. I might just do a, I use the term straight roll loosely here. <laughs> um, I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> that uh that was that went bad that was uh a three and a one so uh yeah kari i think so uh, i think yeah i was gonna say mm-hmm. i think like davy's just there like prattling on about something and he's waving one hand dramatically and the other one's in the bowl of water and um it could be that kari just like stops what he's doing um and davy's just like hey kari no I, I I know what it is. I know it. that's good. That happens, and I think uh, Kari's hand is kind of like he's pulled his hand back from where he's been filling in your eyebrow, and you see him go tense, and the eyebrow pencil snaps. Kari, that scene. <laughs> Not the eyebrow pencil. No. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh-uh. Mab. Yes, me. It's me. Um, so I think by this point, um, hands all bandaged, eyebrows look immaculate once again. It took a little bit of offhand penciling after a moment because it's just like, all right, Kari, go make yourself some tea also. Um, and so Davy's of the mind that now he wants to go explore the house. Um, and leaves the camera behind in this case because he just wants to get kind of a feel of the layout. Um, also, especially, did I take it Kari didn't say anything about what happened or what they heard or anything like that? Um, I think he just goes very quiet, which is not like him, and just like, was sort of like, mm, and just like finished up mm-hmm. uh, what he was doing with you Mm -hmm. yeah so davy is very much like on camera he is the you know puts on that smile is very cheerful and all that jazz um and then off camera it is very much like especially when he's not around the others it's very quiet and his listening like he like you know listens a lot to what's happening and he just kind of like watches the house um so he like peeks in the library doesn't see anything that's worth noting but you know he does acknowledge the fact that marius was in here for quite some time um and so he just kind of like wanders around a a little bit more there's probably like an upstairs and then you know a fairly decently sized attic in addition to like a basement it's a nice big house there's a lot of space um, so he starts wandering upstairs and he's kind of looking around um, and uh, just picks like uh, an upstairs study or like a guest room and just kind of sits in there for a little bit and just is kind of like, I think it's one of the, the children's rooms and is just 
um, looking at some of the, the dusty old toys that are there and just kind of like, not necessarily like, oh, speak to me spirits from beyond, because that's not his deal. But he is definitely um, like listening, paying attention. I've um, got the complication. Okay. Hmm. Which way to put this, considering what what he wants? No, no. Like I, I appreciate, guys. Uh, if it's a negative result, you are gonna get a response. <laughs> if it's a positive response, uh, you don't hear anything, and you just sort of feel maybe sad but content I'll say maybe content's the wrong word you're just sort of like okay I guess I'll try another room but okay. if you roll negative something's gonna happen alright um so I think I'm definitely gonna give myself a um negative die for that one <laughs> that's how my boy is um we're all like getting sevens and then just mar- narrowly missing with our <laughs> negative die um, hey now, I got a four. <laughs> I earned yeah. my shitty result. <laughs> well, <laughs> I meant when we're actually adding dice to it. Um, sure. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. You start to feel cold. Mm-hmm. And, because why not fucking cliche this up? Uh, a rocking chair in the corner. Not a rocking chair, a rocking horse. Paint peeling off it, threadbare mane. Starts rocking back and forth and you hear a tiny whispering voice of a small child from right behind you play with me what game do you want to play what games do you know I know enough card games board games dolls what's your name you just hear a giggle. We're gonna be here for a while. You don't mind, do you? Mm, no. And then the cold is gone. And the horse rocks a couple more times. And then you're on your own. Davy sits there for a little bit longer, like holding, I've been picturing him holding like a stuffed bunny that's like, you know, wearing down. And he just sort of looks at it for a little bit longer. And then puts it back on the bed, stands up, and closes the door behind him when he leaves. See. Okay. Um. I think. Shoot. What kind of scene do I want now? Um. This still has been kind of during the daytime, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Do we want to skip forward and uh, cut down to nighttime? Hell yes. Hell right. yes. Always. All right. So I think this is probably a scene that happens with uh let's do marius and kari and this is one of the things where it's like marius is walking through the house with uh a maybe an emf reader and a flashlight talking about you know some of the the historical context mm-hmm. not the stuff in the pa- packet but like you know talking a little bit about maybe some of the historical architecture and like the design of the house and uh, stuff like that, you know, trying to be educational and flexing, you know, flexing <laughs> their doctorate. Um, mm-hmm. and, Meanwhile, uh, Kari's uh, flexing his actual muscles and it's, it's great. And it's, you know, 
Marius is trying not to be distracted by that, you know, kind of like keeping keeping eyes firmly ahead um, mm-hmm. rather than looking yeah, no, back. The bomber jacket is tied around the waist at this point, so it's like mm-hmm. bare arms holding the camera up on one mm-hmm. shoulder. Lots of thumbs up like you're doing great. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and I think uh, maybe the EMF reader... Uh, starts picking up something and uh, Marius goes quiet and uh, is like we have a presence um, <laughs> and uh, let's see the at this point we probably still have the lights on maybe mm-hmm. uh, because there's probably a lot of detritus or detritus I don't know how that word is pronounced detritus um, yeah a lot of a lot of junk Stuff. on the floor, um, so <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Um, so dangerous stuff. So we need the lights on to make sure we don't trip and fall on our asses or faces. Mm-hmm. Our faces are all too pretty to be tripped on. Um, this is why Davy hired all of you. It's because you're all beautiful. We're all beautiful, <laughs> and we're all we all have faces that aren't his that could get potentially mm. mangled. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, um, Kari's. I don't think Kari's ever on camera unless, like, Davy has filmed him. Davy's like, probably filmed him a few times. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh definitely. Maybe that. That's the thing that gets commented on in the YouTube comments. It's just like, yes, Kari's in this one. <laughs> yes. Good. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um. So anyway, let's throw a little complication in there. Um. Where, I mean. We've been kind of leaning into the if it goes positively, nothing happens, and if it goes negatively, something happens. But um, I think at this point, we're ghost hunting now, folks. So if it goes positively, you're gonna get um, you're gonna get some of those sightings and presence on camera, and you know it, you're gonna hear things. The lights are gonna start flickering because this is the high drama that everyone wants to watch. Um, and, uh, but if it goes negatively, you hear some noises upstairs, and then it might be Davy tripping over something, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) And they go, oh, it's okay! (laughs) Um, so yeah, positively, it's, like, that great ghost experience. Negatively, it's just not faulty wiring, a clumsy host, who knows? Okay. I'm going to roll just uh, 2d6 for this. So let's see what happens. Wow. (laughs) That's super positive result. Get some of those ghosts. Yeah. So that was an 11. So um, I think what that means is um, as soon as Marius says, we have a presence, the lights flicker and then go out one by one. Um, heading toward, like, starting down the hall that starts, you know, blinking out, and then one by one the the darkness just comes toward Marius and Kari, and as soon as that happens, like, there's just, like, this rush of sound, and then it just descends into complete silence, and the EMF reader is just going absolutely crazy, and, uh... I kind of want to say that scene because that's like a really great place to just do a smash cut to mm. um, the next scene. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I think the next scene is everybody. Okay. And uh, I think 
I think maybe Davy felt drawn after like the weird interaction in possibly the nursery. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kari and Marius sort of following the lights that went out and uh, the reading. I think they all find themselves at the same place. And it is. Uh, oh, they find themselves at a locked door. Um. Ooh, maybe the door isn't on the floor plan that Marius dug yes. up. Dug up. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's good shit. And, um, oh, okay, here it is. And uh, after getting... Okay, you'll tell me if this seems wildly out of character, uh, Mab, but I think the scene starts with Kari taking the camera off uh, the shoulder and looking at Davy, just like, you seriously want me to shoulder down the door? Yes, obviously. You're the most qualified for this. Do you want to film it? I suppose you want to film it, don't you? I would love to. Pass it over. Can can you use your camera? Okay, okay, fine. I can handle that camera, but alright, I know how sensitive you are about it. Sets down the big camera on the floor. um, Hands the sound recording device to Marius. And, uh... Cracks the knuckles, cracks the neck, takes Don't off the earrings. Don't literally crack your neck when you hit the door. <laughs> <laughs> yep, cr- takes out the earrings because yep. he likes those. Puts <laughs> them in a pocket. Okay, and I think it takes a couple of tries, unless this is going to be the complication, um, and gets through the door. Unless somebody wants the complication to be the door. That's no fun. No, yeah, that's okay. that's no fun. Okay. I think it's more interesting to have the door open and the complication be what's on the other side. Sweet. Um, so okay. I think if it's positive, I think that the door like flies open. Not not the kind of flying open where it's like Kari gets dumped forward. It's you know mm. Kari's done this plenty of times, so you know he knows how to uh, <laughs> how to not fall flat. But um, it opens up into a wide, like, it's the kind of thing that you normally associate with a haunted attic where it's just like rafters and beams and it's unfinished and there's spider webs everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. And if it's uh, negative, then uh, the door kind of like crunches forward, but it's just a door that leads into the interior wall for some reason. Cool. Can I add a little spice to that and a, like... Kari gets not hurt hurt but definitely takes like a knock from it like because if the door opens and then slams into an interior wall yeah like that's gonna suck <laughs> like 1d4 damage I would say 1d4 yeah. bludgeoning damage yeah <laughs> okay I want th- I want that good good uh I want that good good uh vibe in there so I'm gonna uh take a positive die for that because I would like this to go well so we can have some good footage for our TV show. So 3D6. Ooh, nice. nice. 10. So uh, I think uh, the door sort of slams open and Kari just like, doesn't like say, cool as a cucumber, steps in. You hear sort of a quiet, wow. And he steps back, uh, holding the door open. And like, Doc? Davy, 
after right. you. And like, picks up the camera, takes the sound recording back. And Davy jumps right in. Well, doesn't jump right in. He walks in very excitedly, but in a stately fashion. Um, <laughs> Marius kind of like cringes, and you you can tell that it's not. Yeah, you know, they they're not like. Do I have to? But you know, you can kind of tell that they're thinking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's I think that's seen. Yeah, oh, so. I'll tell you what. No, the door swings closed behind them. Oh no. It doesn't lock, but there's no reason that it should have swung closed. It wasn't like on a hinge like that. It just we see the three of them sort of disappear into the room and the door just kind of closes. wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about our show using the FTLcast hashtag. No, seriously, we crave the validation and it helps us out. Your support really means a lot. Thanks again!